You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Jim Calloway, and I'm the co-host of the Digital Edge podcast and director of the Oklahoma Bar Association Management Assistance Program. Today's show is being recorded on location during the ABA mid-year meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston, Texas. We're here to cover this event and its highlights for you, our listeners. Joining me now is Trish Rifo from Phoenix, Arizona. Ms. Rifo is chair of the ABA House of Delegates. Welcome to the podcast, Trish. Thank you, Jim. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your professional career. Uh, please tell us where you work and what you do as a lawyer. Sure. I'm a partner at Snell & Wilmer in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I practice commercial litigation with a particular emphasis on uh, business tort disputes and legal malpractice defense. Great. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners aren't familiar exactly with all of the structure of the ABA. Could you tell us a little bit about what the House of Delegates is and what its role is within the ABA? Sure. Um, Think of the House of Delegates as being essentially the legislative arm of the American Bar Association. It is the entity that makes policy and sets policy for the association. We have about 560 members of the House most of whom are elected by state and local bars across the country. Because, of course, the American Bar Association is a creature of the state and local bars. Those are the folks who invented us. They control the House. And we also have representatives in the House from a variety of specialty and other bar associations. And then various entities within the ABA, ABA sections and divisions, also have representation in the House. The House meets twice a year, once at mid-year meeting and once at the annual meeting, and considers and debates resolutions brought to the floor of the House either by constituent parts of the ABA or by state and local bars or in some instances by individual members. And does the ABA House of Delegates have a role in setting the policy for the organization? Indeed. The policy is in all respects set by the House of Delegates. The idea is to be certain that it is a broad swath of lawyers, right, representing a broad swath of state and local bars who speak to the policy matters that are important to our profession and to our nation. So, for example, the president of the American Bar Association cannot speak publicly on an issue unless the House of Delegates has enacted policy of the association on that topic. Similarly, our governmental affairs office in Washington cannot lobby on a particular issue on one side or the other unless the House of Delegates has spoken to that issue. So it's a way to make sure that when the ABA does speak, it is speaking on behalf of all of the lawyers in America in, in a majority sense. Well, serving as the chair of any group is always a challenge, but serving as the chair of a body made up of hundreds of lawyers certainly sounds daunting. Do you have a background in parliamentary procedure? Do you have a parliamentarian, or is that usually not an issue with the House? Um, I have a committee, which we call the Rules and Calendar Committee, which is, whose job it is to make sure that I don't make any mistakes while I'm up there. 
Um, you get a little bit of parliamentary training when you get this job, but certainly I'm not a par parliamentary uh, expert. But I know more today about parliamentary procedures than I did before I was elected chair of the House, that's for sure. Well, that's great. Uh, could you give us a preview of any of the issues that you believe will be coming before the House of Delegates that uh, our listeners would be interested in? Well, I think we have a number of very interesting uh, issues coming before the House at this meeting, really across a wide variety of topics. As an example, the uh, Young Lawyers Division is offering a resolution that will encourage law schools to offer debt counseling and debt management education to their law graduates. There are two resolutions coming before the House addressing issues involving capital punishment. One of them addresses the question of whether juries should be unanimous in imposing the death sentence. And the other one addresses the question of whether there should be transparency by those jurisdictions that do implement the death penalty on the procedures they use in implementing executions. There will be a resolution from the Working Group on Unaccompanied Minor Immigrants supporting government counsel for children who are in the immigration system and are otherwise unrepresented and unaccompanied. Obviously, that whole issue has been one of great national import, what we do with children who are undocumented trying, trying to cross our borders or who, in fact, have crossed our borders. Uh, and the question of their representation will, uh, will be coming up. There will be other topics from consumer data privacy, to issues involving the private possession and ownership of wild animals, to stand your ground laws, to a roadmap for making Native America safer. So a really interesting and very broad set of issues that the House will be considering at this meeting. That certainly is a very uh, interesting and broad set of diverse issues. So uh, I'm uh, very interested in uh, reading the uh, results after the uh, House uh, uh, adjourns. Uh, to become the uh, chair of the House of Delegates obviously involves some time spent with the ABA. How long have you been involved with the American Bar Association? Well, I'm one of those people who started out with the ABA as a very young lawyer. Probably my second year at the bar, I joined the American Bar Association and got active in uh, the section of litigation, which was my home in the ABA for a number of years, and it has been an extraordinary both professional and personal journey for me these 30 years now being a member of the ABA. It's an extraordinary organization, not only because it is the voice of the legal profession in America, but because of the amazing good that the American Bar Association does, not just in this country, but truly around the world. I don't think American lawyers understand that when you go abroad on behalf of the American Bar Association, our profession in this country and our justice system in this country is held in such unbelievably high regard around the world. And the American Bar Association is active all over the globe in enhancing the rule of law, in defending the independence of the judiciary, in making sure that it is supporting organized bar 
associations in other countries around the world, particularly in those places where the light of the rule of law shines still too dimly. Excellent. And I assume it wouldn't be a stretch to say if some of our listeners who are mainly lawyers are not involved with the ABA, you'd encourage them to get involved. The American Bar Association does more for lawyers than lawyers know it does. And that's partly our fault. That is, we should do a better job of educating the lawyers of America about what the American Bar Association does for them because individual state bars can advance lawyer issues and legal justice system issues in their states, but they can't do it on the national level. That's what the American Bar Association has to do. So, for example, when there are assaults in Congress on the sanctity of the attorney-client privilege, it's the American Bar Association who steps forward and speaks up for the lawyers of America and for our clients to protect the sanctity of the attorney-client privilege. There are any number of instances in which the ABA has prevented or stopped really difficult legislation from happening because we're there with our expertise and our credibility to talk to the members of Congress and say, no, really, you just really shouldn't be doing that particular thing. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program today. I want to thank Trish Rifo, the chair of the ABA House of Delegates, for joining us today. Pleasure to be here, Jim. Thanks for having me. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with you, how can they reach you? They can reach me at Snell & Wilmer LLP in Phoenix, Arizona. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Jim Calloway. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.